0: This is Shane Gibson's sales podcast from ClosingBigger.net. I did a podcast a week or so ago, I guess a couple weeks ago, on selling and succeeding in tough economic times. I talked about the use of social media and social networking tools to really help us survive and prosper during these times, or at least I alluded to them. I've gotten several emails and questions in regards to what tools I was talking about specifically and how these tools would benefit salespeople entrepreneurs. So let's talk about it. How do we use social networking and social media tools to really enhance our competitiveness and our potential for success, particularly in tough economic times? These principles I'm going to talk about right now are actually applicable in all economic times, but I think particularly relevant for today. There's many areas where we can benefit, but what I'm going to focus on is three. The three are the fact that these tools can help sales professionals, entrepreneurs, and marketers increase reach and depth of engagement with their prospects and client base. They can help reduce all types of cost. And lastly, but most importantly, is it can improve attitude. Now, why I talk about attitude is I believe that the most expensive thing we can ever lose is our attitude. That's more expensive than losing a good client in most cases. I think today we're rife with this, a major loss of attitude and confidence by consumers, by investors, and by sales professionals in the marketplace. I believe this is one of the most costly things over and above the real metrics of what's going on in the marketplace. So let's talk about increasing reach and depth of engagement first. I look back 10 years ago, and I could keep contact with 30 of my best prospects and clients really well maybe three major business networks I could connect with in my local or national community. And typically, in order to keep them up to date as to what I'm up to and keep mine share, I had to constantly be pushing information at them regularly. Today, between LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, for myself, I'm connected to close to or a little over a thousand different people. Now, I'm a small player compared to many people I know in the marketplace who've really mastered this and have very large networks that they manage and are able to connect with and update literally hundreds, if not thousands of people on what they're up to on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis. Another tool which I found is highly effective to do this as well is meetup.com. And meetup.com, what it does is it helps us bridge online social networking with offline meetings and connecting with people in person. So why are these things important? Why is it important to connect with and engage with the marketplace? Well, just from a purely selfish perspective from a sales professional or entrepreneur's perspective is that I believe that most entrepreneurs and salespeople fail because of loneliness, outdated business intelligence, a lack of a network, lack of mentorship, and often when times are tough, also cold calls get colder and tougher to make. So a combination of all these things, especially when our environment around us, when the news is negative, when our peers are negative, this can weigh down on us. By reaching out and utilizing technology, tools like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Meetup, I believe we're able to, in essence, overcome this loneliness, this disconnection, and this outdated business intelligence. LinkedIn, for instance, has 29 million users. What I like about it, as a sales professional or a business owner, you can go in and ask questions and connect with other professionals, share knowledge, and begin to forge real relationships. It provides you the opportunity for warm introductions, as well as generating endorsements. We look at selling as creating an environment where an act of faith can take place, and this act of faith is based upon credibility, trust, and really taking the fear of saying yes to doing business with us. With this said, endorsements from third-party people and warm introductions are real key tools during this. I believe it really takes the coldness out of a cold call and gives us these warm introductions. And this is, in my opinion, the number one reason why someone would join LinkedIn. Even with a small network of, let's say, 50 to 100 people built over a year, it's really going to enhance our capacity to become referable. As you recall, in past podcasts, I've mentioned the fact that it's much more important to be referable than generate referrals. I also believe that utilizing all these tools what enables us to do, back on the note of creating an environment where an active faith can take place, in the past, if you met a brand new prospect that you've been introduced through referral, maybe somebody handed you their business card, you'd probably know a little bit about their business, maybe some background information on them. But today, as we're all so well connected online, before you meet this person, you already have a deeper understanding of them. You've met someone that knows them online, You know where they holidayed recently. You know where they worked last. You also know who they associate with. You may have even seen a family video or a personal video they've uploaded on YouTube and they've seen yours. So as we look at this, this initial warming up, this personal branding, this transparency is created and we sit down to do business with someone. It's my belief that it cuts away a lot of that testing and this creation of boundaries and these questions about what this person is really about. At the end of the day, I believe this is what online activity is about. It's about creating these relationships. It's getting permission to begin a relationship, but then the most successful online salespeople, in a lot of cases, if we're using that as a tool, we use it as a segue to create offline relationships. So again, it creates dialogue and a core transparency. Now, one of the things we look at, and just thinking about LinkedIn, one of my core formulas I use for introductions on LinkedIn to talk to people I don't know yet and get introductions to them through my network is these three, four topics. Comment, compliment, introduce, and commonality, or CCIC. And try to keep it brief. So I'll make a comment about what I observed about them, a compliment about something they've done, maybe a blog entry. I'll introduce myself, and then I'll state why I have a commonality. And I won't try to close them on buying my product or doing business with me, but I'll suggest that we get to know each other over time. I've rarely ever had someone decline introduction on LinkedIn based upon this, and most people feel comfortable introducing introductions. So it may sound something like this. Quote, I noticed you work for SAP and read your article on business intelligence sharing across multiple departments. I thought you had great insight on this topic. My name is Fred Smith, and I work for TLC Incorporated. We work with companies on bridging the gaps between corporate silos. I wanted to connect, share some of my thoughts with you, and explore if there's an opportunity for us to do business in the future or work together, end quote. Again, a very non-committal uh, question. You're not asked to do business with you, but you've obviously made a comment, a compliment, you've introduced yourself, developed a commonality, and on you go. So something very simple, a quick two-line introduction, I'd suggest, or even something even shorter. Now let's talk about reducing costs. We've talked about increasing reach and depth of engagement. It's really getting out there, monitoring your network, and really sharing information and thoughts about yourself so they get to know what you're about. Again, our whole goal here is to increase reach and depth of engagement, and that's really about creating an environment where an act of faith can take place and taking the fear of saying yes. So let's talk about reduced costs, time, energy, ability, money, and reputation. Those are our five major assets. So again, time, energy, ability, money, and reputation. I believe that we can reduce the impact on these five assets by utilizing technology. Let's take a look at just research, for instance. As a sales professional, according to CSI Insights, which is a major sales research company in the United States, they found that the average salesperson, and this is a scary statistic, spends 2.5 hours researching and preparing for every hour they actually spend in sales time. That's time on the phone talking to prospects or in person in meetings. So, as we look at this, I believe a couple of great tools to utilize are Zoom Info and Jigsaw. Both tools that allow us to gather immediate business intelligence on prospects, contact details, email addresses, phone numbers, and even where they've worked in the past or what their core interests are within seconds instead of hours. So investing in tools like this, for instance, enable us to reduce time doing things that really we shouldn't be doing anyways, which is research. Our time should be spent as sales professionals and entrepreneurs engaging our clients. The scary thing here is our time is our most non-renewable asset. So we look at a tool like Zoom Info, which may cost about $5,500 a year for three people in your office to access unlimited over the next year, yet we'll balk at that $400 or $500 a month price because we want to save some money, yet we're willing to spend 2.5 hours a day researching. We could probably reduce that down to an hour or so. So my suggestion is maybe it's not Zoom Info, maybe it's Jigsaw or something else, but pay for great lists and great research and get it out of your way. Also, we look at here a big time waster, and this is more focused on marketing departments, but if you're an independent entrepreneur or an independent sales professional, you'll relate to this, is often there's common customer questions that come up all the time. My suggestion is to utilize a tool like Vidler or YouTube and answer that question once and post it on the net then when that question comes through an email, instead of phoning the client and walking them through the process, you spent one afternoon producing a video that can save you hours and hours and hours of sales time over a period of a year. I guess the next part is filter, filter, filter. I believe too often sales professionals are too accessible. Now, I know it's all about connecting with people and being transparent, but it's also about making sure that we spend most of our proactive time in front of our key accounts. Get your clients in the habit of getting onto email and asking questions through that. Send written solutions to them. Find ways, again, if they're common questions or challenges, to systemize your way you're going to handle these prospects utilizing technology. And again, by doing this, we maximize face time with the most lucrative clients. Tools as well, for instance, if we look at money and time, is I think a lot of internal time within corporate sales teams, especially if there are multiple divisions or spread out, is spent meeting in meetings, I think meetings, to a large degree, you want to delete most meetings out of your life at all possible, at least person-to-person meetings. Even if you're in the same building, utilizing a tool like WebEx for web conferencing internally can reduce time. We don't spend time getting set up, get our coffees, getting ready to re- get ready. We simply set a meeting time. We talk about what we're going to talk about over 20 minutes, and it often reduces a lot of redundant conversations. If you want to do some team building, why not go out after work when it's not during your prime sales te- period? So what it does for us is in a lot of cases with technology as well is we utilize these multiple social networking tools, social media tools like podcasting, video casting, blogging, LinkedIn, YouTube, all these tools again. What they enable us to do is create multiple touches and multiple mediums with our prospects. So it increases again our exposure to them. And lastly, here's our thoughts. Attitude. I think attitude, as I said before, is probably the most important factor in our survival during tough economic times. And it doesn't have to be that we're at the bottom of an economy. At the top of an economy, if you've lost your two biggest clients, it's a tough economic time for you. And then when our attitude goes south, that becomes even more expensive because it takes longer to recover. Successful salespeople, marketers, and entrepreneurs who use social media and social networking actively seek out people who are positive and in the know and are going places. Very few have very little time or very few of these people have time to complain in most cases. Most of them are spending time proactively talking about how to be successful and they're engaging and supporting one another. To become successful we need to mirror the attitudes and behaviors of successful people. This allows you to shadow leaders as well, top performers and learn more about your target market's dreams, fears, ambitions and values. So all these tools like Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, even subscribing to video blog feeds of people you network with or successful people, what all these things do is it proactively puts a strategy in place so that you're surrounding yourself with positive possibilities. So as we look at this, let's really summarize this. Selling and succeeding in turbulent economic times using technology is about getting active and engaging people in a broader scope and in deeper, more intimate ways. Technology will allow us to do this without really ramping up a lot of time. It's going to help us reduce costs. So outsource, filter and stop doing the things that aren't profitable or redundant or burn up a lot of your time that don't have to do with dealing with your key accounts. Automate again and spend face-to-face time and phone time with your key accounts only if at all possible. My thoughts are 30% of our day should be spent on our computer social networking and doing basic tasks And 70% of our time should be spent with key accounts or engaging them online in a proactive conversation. We really can't afford to weed through a sea of low non-profitable prospects in this current economic situation. Know your ideal target market and really engage them in all the social media methods and mediums that you can get your hands on today's turbulent times. Proactivity, action, Extending yourself into the community, both physically and electronically, are what's going to keep you on track from a strategy and an attitudinal perspective. This is Shane Gibson's Closing Bigger Sales Podcast from ClosingBigger.net.